0: and welcome to another lockdown edition of Theatre Club Podcast and your hosts for this episode are myself Oscar and my sister Alice.
1: Hello everybody.
0: Are you there? Have you finished brushing your hair?
1: (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Braid, Bangs and... What is it, Oscar?
0: Braids? Uh, bang, what was it? Braids? Blow dries, bangs,
1: and, blow
0: dries. <laughs> oh, and then Maybe babysitting was in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> babysitting, blow dries and bangs. Braids.
0: <laughs> yeah, if anyone doesn't get that, listen to the last episode. But um, just before we started recording this, I was like, what is that noise, Alice? It was the oddest thing I've ever heard, and you're just brushing your hair.
1: Well, yeah, that is what something I'd like to talk about on this episode of braids, blow dries and bangs. I have stopped brushing my hair because... I thought, oh, let's give it a bit of a rest. Let's, you know, I don't need to be doing highlights and I, I'm not needing to brush it every day and blow dry it. And two things have happened. Number one, baby hairs have materialised at the front of my forehead. So...
0: Ooh, well, like little wispies.
1: Little wispy things. So I'm getting like more of a hairline back, which I'm quite excited about because I'm not blow drying my fringe or my bangs um, all the time. So that's quite exciting that I'm growing extra hair um okay. but because i've stopped brushing my hair i've got a matted clump um at the back which i've attempted to kind of wash and put some conditioner in and detangle today um it's kind of like a bit of a it's not a dreadlock it's just so matted so it turns out you do have to brush your hair every day life is so hard 99
0: 100
1: oh it's so hard having beautiful mane of hair how
0: many how many um babysitting jobs did you do where you made the child comb your hair um I feel like that's something you definitely did is like let's play a game where you brush my hair
1: let's play a game where you brush my hair and I also like to do the draw a picture on my back and I'll guess what it is yeah that was also quite fun oh do all the petals again I don't really remember do it again I can't really get what it is (laughs) quite a really complicated word
0: (laughs) Uh, right, so back to Theatre club podcast, moving away from blow dries, braids, and bangs. we are still obviously in lockdown, so we still haven't seen each other. what's it probably been almost fifty, fifty odd days probably since fifty days,
1: eight hours and eleven minutes till I saw my brother. <laughs> it was the longest time we'd ever gone. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's been ages, but obviously we're still still wanting to do another episode of the podcast. There's still lots of theatre uh, online, like we talked about in the last episode, so there's been some kind of new additions, and one of the things we talked about last week was Metamorphosis, which we have since watched, so we can discuss that together.
1: Also, we should mention, Oscar, that you have run home to mummy.
0: Oh yes, I've gone back to my mum's house.
1: You've gone back to mum's because you want to eat all the nice food and see the fresh mint growing in the garden.
0: Yeah. Um, and I should add that I've I've not come back for a visit. I'm not flouting the rules here. I have moved out of my flat. I've ended my lease. I officially live here with mother.
1: <laughs> grey gardens.
0: <laughs> oh my God. It's Yeah, it's definitely going to out at grey gardens. Yeah, it won't be long before. I've got a pair of tights wrapped around my head as a turban. But again, it's even weirder being here without you. We usually come back together, don't mm. we? So... That's Do you just walk strange. into my
1: into my room sometimes and sort of just go? Oh, a oh. chair
0: is still a chair. <laughs> Do you
1: just I sort of like no linger on the there. light switch and then go? I'll see you real soon, Alice.
0: Yeah, it's very much like that. It's um, it's really strange. Do
1: you know what? So just speaking about theatre and what we should be watching online and stuff, I'm not really watching a lot of theatre. I'm going to be honest with you, but I'm watching a lot of TV and yeah. a lot of friends. And I I feel like I could do a podcast, a spin-off podcast, just on Friends. And, like, I could could talk about the hair and the wigs and the glasses and the weight fluctuations in all of the episodes across all of the series, like, in great length. There is so much I have to say, Oscar. I'm on series, I think it's six or seven. And Phoebe has obviously gone and got a... Uh, Lisa Kudrow has obviously gone and got herself a rebellious haircut in the break between seasons and has come back with a uh, bob. But it took me ages to sort of realise it because I was like, why does Phoebe's hair look weird? And about three episodes in, I'm like, she's wearing a wig. And it, I, the way that I figured it out was because in one of the episodes at the beginning of Series 7, they're like, oh, can you imagine if we were all different? And they they do these sort of like parallel universe
0: oh yes and she lights. works for Marilyn.
1: phoebe works for Marilyn, lynch, lynch and she has an executive short bob that was her hair uh, in real life
0: and it's real
1: yes and then you go back to sort of how it is now do you reckon that
0: whole bob- episode was based around her bob they were in the writer's room at like 1am that night being like what do we do and they were like okay yeah let's
1: we'll write have have to do a whole episode and then they were like Actually, around her
0: bob this is and then a they worked work. out from there yeah well, that could be another podcast then. We could just re- re-discuss Friends.
1: We actually should, Oscar, because I I have so much more to say about, you know, especially about Matthew Perry. He starts wearing glasses in Series 7. So, yeah, I haven't done a lot of, I have to admit, I haven't done a lot of theatre theatre watching, but I've done a lot of TV watching.
0: Yeah. Well, like we mentioned on the last one, it's a bit more of a discipline to sit and watch live theatre because it's just a different pace. It's not made to be consumed in this way but um
1: and also do you know what i was thinking so you know how you and i said we must watch metamorphosis which is the royal ballet production it's a dance production it's on it was on channel four oh, no, so it was on bbc four while it, like when it first
0: no saw... sky arts it was filmed for
1: oh it was on sky Arts. sorry um and now they've put it on their um youtube channel haven't they yeah and i said oh we must watch it because i've seen it live i've seen it when it was on sky it's fantastic and i i thought oh yeah i'm really going to watch it but unless you've unless you've kind of got somebody else that wants to watch it with you, it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, I'll sit down and watch that on my own. Or it's yeah. also hard to then galvanise other people that you are potentially living with to say, oh, let's watch this. And what if they don't like it? You then feel yeah. responsible that you've made somebody sit through an hour, an hour and a half of dance that they might not like.
0: Yeah, but look, it's not like they've got anything else to do. so That's true. You know, I made everyone here watch it. so. So
1: what was the reaction at home? did everyone love it okay so
0: yeah um not everyone loved it um <laughs> I, mum think, enjoyed I can, it.
1: think I can guess who enjoyed it mum likes everything well it doesn't like everything but mum's always yeah, looking for she was
0: engaged mum's yes. always
1: engaged and, like up for most stuff Philip and got
0: about 10 or 15 minutes in I think and then there was some phone time and then I think he went and busied himself in his office
1: okay just couldn't um, get to grips with it
0: no, not quite. I think obviously he knows that it's based on a um, Kafka Kafka uh, novel from the what, early half of the last century, 1912 or something that was written. So that kind of maybe piqued his interest. But then um, I think ultimately to sit and watch kind of dance, it's not really s- spoken at all. There are some kind of verbalizations, aren't there? But So yeah, it wasn't his speed. Um, but Mother and I really enjoyed it. Um, so yes, it was just the two of us, let's say that. We were okay. the ones enjoying it. And yeah, I really enjoyed watching it again, because we'd seen it live in 2011, I believe it premiered, and it starred um, Ed Watson, who was and is a principal at the Royal Ballet. And it's about, well, the first line of the book, isn't it, that he wakes up and he's discovered that he's an insect, or he's morphed into an insect. And so that's what this piece is about. And it, it starts with the kind of everyday life, he goes to work every day, he comes back every day. We cycle over that a couple of times, don't we, to see the kind of day to day, everything's the same. What I noticed was, you know, when he every time he leaves the house, his mum leaves him that apple. Oh, yeah. In his suit with his hat and his briefcase and the apple, it's kind of echoing a Magritte, you know, the Magritte painting with the guy with the bowler hat and the apple in front of his face.
1: Yes, that's the painting that's that's sort of around the, the film and um, Thomas Crown Affair
0: oh yeah, at the end of the Thomas Crown Affair. Exactly, that's what they're referencing in that. I thought that was a fun little reference. But yeah, it was great to watch. I think it's such a stark and dramatic piece. Obviously, once we get into that transformation and once Ed Watson really lets loose on becoming this creature, I think it is such a bold and kind of, it's an amazing piece to see live. It's like, it just blew everyone away, didn't it? So I think that does translate and it's easy to watch watch it on the screen just because of how, you know, the costume the, the staging is so stark. It just happens in the two rooms of the house. The music is so kind of interesting and quite cinematic. Mm. It really, it does make for sort of compelling, compelling watching. It's, you know, it's not going to compare to seeing that live, of course. But I do think, and it's an hour and a half, so it's not a massively long piece.
1: It's choreographed so by Arthur Pitter, isn't it?
0: Yes, Arthur Pitter, who's kind of known for his sort of dance theatre, dark, twisted I saw um, and reviewed on this podcast The Mother last year with um, another raw Ballet Principal in, in the lead, uh, Natalia Sipova. And again, a very kind of bold, you know, you can see why these dancers want to work with him. It's so different. It's so out there. You get to totally throw yourself into it and just become a crazy, ca- crazy character. Mm. And Ed Watson's perfect. I mean, you can tell he's just built this around him and Ed Watson's abilities. Like every single, when he's, like that bit when his toes, he can move every single toe separately. So they kind of become like bug-like tentacles each toe. It's its crazy.
1: Well, he's renowned for having such a malleable and hyper kind of ex- sort of hyper flexibility, has not
0: he? Yeah. And, you know, and also his look's so stark. He's so pale and so tall and so that just worked so well and kind of just watching him twist himself around and also I think what you do gain um you know if you were sitting further away in the live performance is obviously this is shot really well because it was done for Sky Art so it's been professionally filmed you do get to see close up and some of his sort of smaller moments in his face I thought were really showed the vulnerability more which I think you get to see that you'd only see close up the vulnerability and kind of scaredness in his eyes as he's becoming this monster so that was
1: interesting. So I think maybe Metamorphosis is one for people who are already interested in dance or theatre or just want to see something a bit kind of, uh, what's the word, dark, cool.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. It's very bold. It, How long I is think it
1: available to watch for?
0: Only until the 17th of May. So about by the time this, we get this podcast up, probably a week you've got left. But I would really recommend it. Before we leave the topic of metamorphosis, um, while we were watching it, I suddenly looked down at my leg and saw something moving. Oh my God, is it a spider? No, a caterpillar was walking up my leg, like up my thigh towards my knee. How weird is that to be watching a piece called Metamorphosis about transformation and someone kind of becoming a bug and having... A caterpillar that literally metamorphosizes into a butterfly, just crawling up your leg. Isn't that
1: weird? The only reason I say was it a spider, because do you remember the incident? Oh, it God, a,
0: how could it, I forget?
1: It was an autumnal night. Oscar and I were staying up late, watching something in the living room at my mum's house. And we were both sat on the sofa together, looking in diagonally to the TV. And I heard something, and I turned to look at where I had heard the noise. And what I heard was scuttling of legs on a carpet. It was a spider.
0: I mean, that's how big it was that we heard it. Like, how could you hear a spider on carpet? That's how loud it had knee caps. It was Oscar,
1: huge. Oscar jumped up and got his slipper and hit it. No,
0: I didn't. I grabbed. I, I hit it with a bowl. Actually, we had like a bowl that we'd been eating <laughs> pasta out of, and I just grabbed this bowl. <laughs> and i hit it and i know you know animal rights people i'm not going to take it outside it was too big to live and i'm sorry about that but, but sometimes just, there are spiders that are too big to live and i'm I just, sorry but it's...
1: i just remember that after you have like i thought it was a slipper and i don't know why but after, i just remember that after you'd hit it we lifted it up and it was still kind of moving
0: yeah still moving even though i'd smashed it with a bowl
1: i was oh, like it was again. Big. Oh, my God. I mean, it was just... I didn't know you could get spiders that size in this country.
0: Oh, Thanks Ooh. for reminding me about that, now that I live here.
1: Happy to be home. Yeah. Oh,
0: jeez. Okay, well, I haven't actually seen any spiders, but a hornet came in into my room the other day. So that's, Ooh. that's what you get when you live in the country. So the other thing, let's move on to something else that's going to be online, which I, again, will. I'm going to try and watch one of these because my mum, our mum, has been wanting to watch some of the National Theatre's live screens because she often goes and sees them in the the cinema, cinema, doesn't she? Yeah. And these were filmed for cinema, which kind of makes them, because there's been some stuff online like Southwark Playhouse are doing a thing on their website called Southwark Stay House, and you can watch kind of their performances, but they're not filmed for cinema. These are just archive recordings, which means they have a, a static camera usually set up in the stalls to kind of film the production for archival reasons. And they're recorded, you know, well with good sound, but it's not the same as these National Theatre ones where they have multiple cameras being professionally filmed and directed. And so they're putting a lot of those up online that have previously been in cinemas. And so we'll probably end up watching... Mum wants to watch Antony and Cleopatra, which is the one that's currently playing, but it is three hours and 15 minutes long. And I don't know if that is something that I'm going to have the attention span for, but the next load that they've announced are quite exciting. So, um, and I think some of these would be quite good. So on the 14th of May, they are doing the Barbershop Chronicles, which had really great reviews. And I heard a lot about that. And I think it transferred possibly to the roundhouse or something recently. I'm sure it had life somewhere else. And, it was supposed to be really great. So I would quite like to watch that. It kind of seems like kind of it's about, you know, a barbershop. Seems kind of like it'll be a funny play, maybe. So something that might be quite good to watch at home. Not too serious. Mm-hmm. Not three hours, 15 minutes. Um, May 21st, I'm really excited about. And I will definitely watch this because I saw this. And this is a Young Vic production, but it kind of comes under NT Lives banner. Um and it was A Streetcar Named Desire starring <gasps> Gillian Anderson.
1: Anderson.
0: Yes, and Vanessa Kirby. And I saw this with um, Ruby years back when it was on at the Young Vic. It was like a sold-out run and I didn't even live in London at the time. I remember I came up, you and Ruby were supposed to be going together, I think was the story, and you couldn't go and she had this spare ticket and we went to see it and it was so good. I still remember it. it was just a really incredible production. Was that Hercules? Yes. <laughs> Where did that come from?
1: I was just on our theatre club Instagram page, um, and uh, I was looking at something. I wanted to see um, pictures for what you were talking about, and I just happened across to Hercules. I'm so sorry, but oh. well spotted, Oscar. Gosh, well, I did the What's
0: on Stage, um, What's on dot com did a quiz where they play one second from the beginning of a song from musical, and you have to guess them. And I basically smashed it, and that is proof of that. I heard that piano slide and I was like, that is Zero to Hero from Hercules.
1: Isn't it annoying that you can say well-spotted when somebody sees something, but you can't do the same for hearing something? Oh, you know, like if you yes. heard somebody whisper something, it's like, well-heard, what?
0: Um, so back to NT. So yes, A Streetcar Named Desire. I think that's one that is going to be worth watching. Sorry, um, when is
1: it on? I, I forgot what you just said.
0: That starts on May 21st and it'll be available for a week on the uh, National May. Theatre YouTube. Exactly. And then from May 28th, you have This House, which is a play by James Graham, who did quiz that we really liked and ink that we really enjoyed. And then the week after that, that's available for a week. And then on June 4th, you have a Donmar Warehouse production that also fell under the NT Live Cinema thing, which is Coriolanus by Shakespeare, which is probably, you know, one of his heavier plays. And it might be quite long, but it does have a pretty impressive cast so it's tom hiddleston mark gattis and the one that i noticed that i quite piqued my interest was deborah Findlay, and i recognized her name and i thought who's that, who's that? And she was she was um she starred opposite toby jones in the carol churchill play that i liked the glass kill blue imp she was an imp and her performance was really good in that so yeah the next load of national theaters do look pretty good actually so i might make an effort to try and watch some of them. Mm. Do we want actually I did to watch have...
1: Oscar actually I did watch something. Oh yeah. I forgot to tell you. So i watched this and it was kind of perfect cuz it's only about 3 minutes long. It's a dance performance set against the backdrop of Birmingham's um, sort of massive interchange of roads. And it's called Dancing Beneath Spaghetti Junction. It's a short film from Birmingham based company Corey Baker Dance in collaboration with the Birmingham Royal Ballet and Hong Kong Ballet. And Mm. it premiered on the Culture in Quarantine, which is like a channel that the BBC Arts are doing. Um, And I think it was in conjunction with Earth Day to raise awareness about climate change. So I think that's why it was um, filmed under this sort of busy road. And it's really nice. Really, really good. Great piece of um, dance, sort of like quite hypnotic to watch. It's just three people dancing and it's just a really short, modern, cool piece.
0: Okay, wait, let me write that. Write that down. So it's
1: called Spaghetti Junction. It's on the BBC um, Arts homepage, choreographed by Corey Baker.
0: Cool. I
1: would definitely watch that. Yeah, it was nice. Speaking of the BBC, Hmm. um, they've announced that they're filming a new uh, version of the critically acclaimed, smash hit Alan Bennett series, Talking Heads.
0: Yeah, that's so exciting.
1: So exciting, and actually, David Sedaris, who is like a really cool writer, um, he did a he did a article in the Guardian today. They asked him when, what was his what's his favorite ever book to give somebody, and he said Talking Heads by Alan Bennett. There's nothing like it, and it's like somebody's. It's like you've sort of just sat down, and somebody's sort of sucked you into their life, and it could just be about somebody doing the flower arrangement at the vicarage, and they just tell you a story, and it's captivating. The way that Alan Bennett yeah. kind of writes is in this like incredibly like naturalistic. You know, it's just it's just like listening to listening to somebody that you'd sit and listen to, like maybe telling a story on the phone on the bus or something. They, they're going to film the new series and they've got some huge British TV stars involved. Jodie Comer is doing Her Big Chance and that is going to be directed by Josie Rourke. So Monica Dolan is going to do The Shrine and that will be directed by Nicholas Heitner. If you don't know who Nicholas Heitner is, frankly, who even are you? Monica Dolan is amazing. She was in one of my favourite things I saw in 2019, which was Appropriate at the Donmar Warehouse. Oh, that
0: was so good, yeah.
1: And one of the best crying performances that you've ever seen in All About Eve.
0: She was so good in that.
1: Martin Freeman will perform in A Chip in the Sugar, directed by Jeremy Herron. Tamsin Gregg in Nights in the Garden of Spain, directed by Marianne Elliott, who is a huge... um, successful amazing theatre director oh, yeah. and she producer did the, um,
0: the, the recent production of company that we just adored
1: sarah lancashire who is the nation's sweetheart really isn't she
0: oh yeah she's brilliant
1: everyone loves sarah lancashire what an amazing
0: ballet was so good
1: she will be in an ordinary woman also directed by nicholas heitner leslie manville is going to be in a bed among the lentils which was one of my favorite talking heads Maxine Peake in Miss Fozard Finds Her Feet, directed by Sarah Francom. Kirsten Scott Thomas in The Hand of God, directed by Jonathan Kent, who's also an incredible director, does a lot of um, opera productions at the Royal Opera House, and did Gypsy. Did some,
0: yeah, that was Gypsy was one of our favourites, and Sweeney Todd with Amelda, Cherry Orchard,
1: he's done some amazing productions. Amelda Staunton in A Lady of Letters, Ooh. also directed by Jonathan Kent. And finally, Harriet Walter in Soldiering On, directed by Marion Elliott.
0: Wow, that's going to be... God, what an amazing um, cast of directors and actors. That's crazy.
1: I want to know when it's coming out, and I wish I could tell you, but all I know is that they're in the middle of filming it. So as soon as I know when it's going to be on TV, we will watch it and we'll tell you all about it.
0: But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be fantastic.
1: Have you watched anything else good or seen any good films?
0: um I haven't really watched very much this week I've watched some kind of there's been some fun stuff still going on on Instagram and I've been following um Drew McConney, you know the choreographer
1: yeah of course I do
0: and he's got his own company um McHoney company and on their Instagram which I believe is just at McConey company um they've kind of doing this thing called micro musical lockdown where they've got sort of musical composers to write a song and then they kind of explain to you how to sing it and then there's a choreographer that will come and show you a little routine to it and I think the idea is you can they then have the blank track so you can sing your own cover of the song and do the routine um, which is quite a fun idea and they've got some really cool people so Toby Marlow and Lucy Moss who did six have written a cool song called How Far We've Come um, and Sam Salter does a routine to it and it's actually quite interesting, not that I'm going to record my own version of it or anything, but it's interesting listening to Toby Marlow and Lucy Moss kind of talking you through how to sing it and kind of give you a bit of direction. It's kind of interesting, gives you a bit of insight into what the rehearsal rooms probably like. Mm-hmm. You know, Lucy Moss kind of explains what the vibe of the song is, you know. So she's sort of saying, don't perform it too much like this, kind of do a bit like that and um Styles and Drew have done one as well, which is being performed by Tyrone Huntley.
1: Oh, I love Tyrone um, Huntley.
0: And yeah. So that's quite cool. That's the latest one. That one's just So where is this? Lockdown. Where
1: can I look for this?
0: So go on Instagram and go to McConey Company. So it's M C O N I E. So it looks like McWunnie, as Elaine Page once called it on the radio and couldn't stop giggling about.
1: <laughs> oh my God. We have to talk about that Elaine Page headline.
0: Oh yes, that was so good. Wait, let me get it. Madeline sent that through to us. That was so funny. Was it, it was Dominic Cavendish, wasn't it? Um wrote an article. And do you know when they when they post things on Twitter it kind of truncates and it cuts short the article? So it's just a picture of Elaine Page <laughs> from the telegraph and it says, My splendid isolation, Elaine Page, and then quote, I've been having cock. <laughs> dot 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 dot. And so she posted on her Twitter saying, I think I need to clarify to the Telegraph readers who may have seen the truncated headline. The full quote is, I've been having cocktail parties on Zoom. And then she did, hashtag carry on isolation.
1: Oh, cocktail parties. Are we going to have a cocktail, Oscar?
0: Yeah, should we make a cocktail? I did have an idea for one using the fresh mint from the garden.
1: Well, all right for some. Actually, I want to make one because I'm very excited because i'm going to make an amaretto and passion fruit sour without oh, using oh egg white okay i'll okay, be using Viva version. Aquafalfa.
0: oh yeah from chickpea chickpea water yeah oh my god okay let's go make those we'll okay. photograph them for the instagram and then we'll um we'll meet back and we'll wrap this up
1: okay all right then speech in a minute
0: and we are back why don't you tell me what you've made out
1: okay so i've made a amaretto sour using aquafaba. is that how you say oscar
0: i thought it was aqua aquafaba
1: aquafaba which is the juice from a can of chickpeas which is a sort of basically an egg replacer so people are using it in a lot of vegan cakes and things like that and it is amazing
0: is it fruffed up
1: Oh, it's so frothy. I'll take a photo and put it on our Instagram. Guys, please, can we have more followers on our Instagram page? It's at Theatre Club Podcast.
0: Yeah, and if you follow it and someone you know doesn't, just tell them, follow us.
1: Oh, can I just tell you about something on Instagram? Yeah. Did you see the clip of Britney Spears where she discusses that she's, you know, casually just burnt down her gym with candles?
0: Oh my God, no, I heard about it, but I hadn't watched it.
1: Okay, Oscar, I want you to go onto Britney Spears' Instagram page. Okay. I want you to scroll down to the one, two, three, four, five, sixth row. Play the video. I think this is the one. Six months because I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Um, I had two candles and, yeah, one thing led to another and I burnt it down. So I'm in here and only have two pieces of equipment left. And I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just like, oh, yeah, I left some candles burning and I burnt my gym down.
1: It's so funny, and she's just kind of doing this really... I mean, Britney Spears, whether you are a fan or not, is totally worth following on Instagram because her videos are all really kind of unfiltered, uncensored, messy. Yeah, it's she's not kind of, got,
0: like, a social media team coordinating her Instagram.
1: No, and she her sort of fashion in all of them is a little bit sort of questionable, and she always has, like, really bad, like, so much eye makeup on, like, really bad panda eyes. Anyway... There is a really funny guy on Instagram called Benito Skinner. His Instagram name is Benny Drama Seven.
0: Oh, yeah, he's hilarious. Okay,
1: go on to Benny Drama Seven. Yeah. Okay, now go to his first row of videos, and you'll see at the very end. There's oh, yeah, one of kid him kid looking kid. like Britney Spears. Play that. Hey guys,
0: um, I'm actually in my gym right now. I haven't been in here for like six months because I actually burnt my gym down. I left two vanilla cupcake, Yankee candles burning, and one led to another. So yeah, I burnt my gym down. So today I'm going to show you <laughs> a sexy little workout in my gym that I burnt to a crisp. <laughs> well, funny. So, Oh, that's brilliant. So I haven't told you about my cocktail. We've been talking about Brittany. I made... Um, so the other day, I was thinking about how I don't usually drink whiskey very often. Um, we have done a few whiskey cocktails on this podcast, but not that many. So I thought I'd do something with whiskey. Basically, I just got lemons and mint and kind of muddled it in the shaker. Then I added whiskey and a little bit of maple syrup, shook it all on ice And then put it into a nice icy glass and put some soda water in. So it's kind of like a maple whiskey, mojito-y style. And it's so delicious.
1: Oh, that sounds so nice.
0: I know. I wouldn't even kind of know this was whiskey. It's just really like minty, a little hint of sweetness from the maple syrup and the lemon and the whiskey. It's absolutely delicious. Perfect for a sunny day. So that's what I'm drinking. And it's gorgeous. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows what what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks and whether we'll actually be able to get together and do another the next episode of the podcast together or not. We will just have to wait and see. But, you know, it's this is a nice excuse to just catch up anyway. But thank you for everyone for um, continuing to listen. We hope that all our listeners are staying safe um, and staying sane. In lockdown and we just gotta keep going, guys. And, and it's if, very I know we're all missing our theatre.
1: If our listeners would rather us switch to hear our opinions on seasons of Friends or other mm-hmm, T V mm-hmm. shows, we can totally do that. I'm ready. <laughs> I've rewatched yeah. Dawson's Creek, Friends.
0: Wow, you are doing well.
1: Ali McBeal. I've been rewatching Ali. I can talk about Oh, I could talk about all of it if anyone's interested in it.
0: Okay, well, if we run out of kind of online theatre content, I think that's definitely a good line for us.
1: If I get one single person requesting it, that's enough That's me.
0: all you need. It's the only encouragement you need. <laughs> you can always reach out to us on our Instagram, which is at Club Podcast. so do follow us there. You'll see pics of the cocktails that we make um, and we'll keep posting any kind of news about upcoming things and and thank you very much for listening and alice i will talk to you soon
1: on another episode of bangs blades and go Bag
0: bye girl bye
1: bye felicia